deadline listen everybody we missed the deadline welcome to v forever i'm your host v and this is the podcast you want to listen to right but we missed the deadline and i understand and i understand if you're mad i understand what's going on because everybody has something going on and obviously as the villain as the as the creature that I am, the enigma that, that I will become, the enigma that I will become, I am not going to explain anything other than I did not meet the deadline. That's all I have to say. We out the trunk with it today. Literally, we are out of the trunk with it today. We recording inside of a car because this is hip hop, baby. When I found out, when because things pop up, right, and you find out you're not going to meet the deadline. And honestly, it was, I have an old friend. He's obviously still my friend. I'll always consider him a friend. I'll name drop the friend. His name is Romeo. He told me, we were talking about mastery, mastering a craft, and he gave me good things. And and, and this is part of the, uh, this is going to be part of the talk that we're going to talk today about um, today. Today's gonna be a an introspective episode, right? And I'm gonna be and we're gonna be back Friday. So I'm gonna give you one today and we're gonna be back Friday. But this episode will be more introspective than the first, in a sense. In a sense, even though the first one we got biblical with it. So in a sense, this one's gonna be more introspective to me, towards me. And I could say this is the final this is the final origin story, but this is not. I'm moving away from the origin story. I'm moving away from that. I'm moving away from that. I already introduced you to enough. You already know about the movies. You already know about the hip-hop, pro wrestling. Like, you already know about it. Y'all know enough. And y'all know enough about the origin of the name. So this is V Forever. Follow me on Instagram, V Forever Network. YouTube at V Forever. Email youngvforever at gmail.com, Y-U-N-G-V-Forever at gmail.com. Subscribe to the Apple Podcast. Follow on Spotify. Keep up with what's going on. There will be more updates on the socials. Follow the social medias, Young V Forever at, on Twitter. Follow that, too. I'm a little more loose on Twitter. A lot more is said on Twitter because that was my personal account that I just turned into everything. I, I turned it into the podcast account as well, because why not? But we were talking about, let me get back to that. Now that I gave you all the socials, follow everything, show some love, show some support, and rate it on Apple. Rate it on Apple. Give me that five stars and talk about what you want to talk about. Ask me a question or just say something, and I'm going to read the shout out. I'm going to read it and shout you out once you once you actually rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts. Or, or just send it to the email, youngvforever at gmail.com. And, and I'm going to shout you out. Don't worry about that. I'll shout you out because I check them. But listen, we were talking about mastering a craft. And he told me something that was important. He said, when you're talking about mastering a craft, how many hours would you say you are actually putting into it? How many hours would you say you are actually putting into this craft that you want to master? How desperate? Uh, I'm going to paraphrase basically right now because I'm not going verbatim. We don't, we don't, like, I would have to have him right here to, to go verbatim. How desperate are you to, basically that's how I took it. How desperate are you to become a master of your craft? 
how desperate are you to achieve the the right to call yourself a master of this craft of a craft of what you want to do or what you do and when and when i was understanding or not understanding to myself but reasoning with myself as to why i shouldn't record this week i understood that it does make sense not to record this week enough has been going on that i don't need to put more on my plate this week but then that popped into my mind on friday the day that i'm supposed to drop we missed the deadline like i said the day i'm supposed to drop i that was in my mind all day thinking how desperate are you to achieve mastery in the subject in the occupation in the discipline that you want to achieve mastery in when you're talking about aspirations to achieve mastery how desperate are you and that kept on and it's desperation it isn't a longing to do it it isn't wishing you could do it it's desperation how badly do you have to do it so seeing as i didn't have uh i'm just gonna say it. the reason why i couldn't record uh i just couldn't record the space wasn't available the space wasn't available so how desperate am i to achieve mastery i decided to pack things up and move we're mobile right now we out the trunk with it and i thought and and then and it's just when that was in my mind i was thinking how hip-hop is this like how hip-hop is it to just leave people hanging because this is part of the this is part of this introspective episode this isn't hip-hop like if i'm trying to reach people and i got something to say to people i can't just leave them dry once they got like once they're hanging on to what i say and if i want to cultivate this obviously i will i have to keep going with it it has to be consistent everybody listening to this right now in the word in in the paraphrased words of what romeo told me How desperate are you to achieve mastery in the discipline you want to become a master of? Not to achieve professional level, not to achieve above average level. Those are two good things, too. But how desperate those are things you have to work towards. But how desperate are you to be masterful in a craft goes above practice. It goes above discipline it goes above and beyond the idea of becoming a professional in this craft with that being said i had to say how hip-hop is it to leave people hanging that's not hip-hop i am the villain of this but it's villain in the iron in an ironic sense because all the heroes are fake and i have to tell you something i have become desperate to be a master of this craft so with that being said let us begin talking about what we need to talk about the audio might not be as as crisp as it usually is and it might be better we're gonna hear it back and if this is good i might be out in the trunk with it for the rest of my life bro like this might just be the thing that i do this might be the gimmick because i said before everybody has a gimmick and my gimmick is the villain v the liberator let's talk but yeah, um, let's go into it because today we have to talk hip hop. We got to talk hip hop, and this episode might be shorter than the last. But obviously, I've been saying that lately, and they run about an hour, right? This might not be that, but listen, we got to talk hip hop first, and we're gonna talk the events that happened on on that on that weekend with floyd mayweather and logan paul and just overall reflections but let's keep it moving along i i've been clear of of the type of hip-hop that i love right the artistic endeavors the lyrical endeavors even if i'm biased to a certain extent 
But I love hip hop for the art of it, the messaging of it. And I guess I would say just the art of it in general, right? Just everything it is. For everything it is. And I would say that I love hip hop enough to recognize and not have a blinder or a, or too much of a bias to gatekeep hip hop, right? Cuz everybody has a chance, right? But I can recognize when something is not hip hop. Let me talk about an album of two people that are decent alone but came together and it was not hip hop. And I got to be honest with you. If I ever meet these guys, okay, they're tough guys, right? Because we're, we're all tough guys. We got the shtick. We got the zit. We got the blick. We got the... But that's okay. But is it hip-hop, though? Because I'm listening to hip-hop. And I'm not And I'm not an old head. I'm not an old head, right? And I give everybody a chance. Because if I listen to something that has the artistic, uh, the artistic quality that I'm looking for that just for some reason clicks in my head when I listen to hip-hop, it doesn't have to be all... Uh, microphone check one two what is this like it doesn't have to be all tribe called quest even though big up the tribe rest in peace five dogs shout out to buster Rhymes. he's a legend let's go they're all legendary obviously word up but <clears throat> it doesn't have to be that it doesn't even have to be all outcast it doesn't have it could be ti i mean it could be future it could be it could be these other people it could be a newer generation of people but how hip-hop is it right Lil Dirk and Lil Baby have an album together, right? What's it called? Voice of the Heroes. What's it called? Voice of the Heroes, right? Let me go ahead and uh, cause I I, I have I have to at least give them the respect of saying the real name. The Voice of the Heroes. That's the real name of it. Okay. This is a this is titled The Voice of the Heroes and it has 18 songs. <clears throat> Call me what you want, yo. Call me what you want. But you can't call me ignorant. <laughs> you can't call me ignorant, baby. This song has this album has 18 songs. And when I tell you every collab album isn't watch the throne when i tell you because some people didn't like the the drake and future collab right i thought it was a great collab i personally did think it was a great collab it gave us the best of both of them oh no 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 no, no, no. it gave us the best of future and drake in a newish lane like in a different lane because drake is always gonna come he's always gonna come with it some people don't like drake albums right and I don't understand that. I'll never understand that. Drake is high level. This is high end, high level. When you're talking about Drake, he is high end, high level. But we're going to introduce each other. Well, I'm going to introduce you to a new concept when it comes to this. Hip hop, right? It's called high end, low level rap. High end, low level hip hop. Because when I say rap, I'm thinking about rapping, right? But I want to say more. It's called high-end, low-level hip-hop. Here's the here's here's where this comes from. Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. These guys are at the top of their game. That I would say, well, I would say Lil Baby has a little ways to go. He has, he has, I think, one great album before I think he's at the top of the game, at the top of his game. And at the top of the new wave, right? Because he's already in the top of the new wave. But to be considered at the top of hip hop, you are an album away. You are like a, a class, your classic album, not the classic album, right? Your classic album away from being at the top of the game. Lil Baby's an album away. Lil Dirk, I don't believe he'll ever be there. I don't. I'm just gonna say it right now. I don't think Lil Dirk and Lil Baby will always be will, can be the most popular. This and that, but they, but. Lil Durk does not have the capabilities to be at the top of hip-hop. 
He doesn't. He just doesn't. He doesn't. We all know why. We all know why. And it, and it doesn't have to do with his lifestyle. It has to do with his hip-hop abilities, the, the artistic abilities. It has to do with the fact that he's known for recording song after song in one day. And we know we know how that goes. Um, Tupac did the same thing. And they were not all in the in the posthumous albums we re, we got from Tupac were not the best. So I have to put on my blinders when I when I think about collab albums. I have to put on my blinders because I'm not trying to compare it to Watch the Throne, even though I just did. That because that's the gold standard. Watch the Throne is the golden standard of collaboration albums. It is the greatest collab album that ever came. This is. Prince and Michael Jackson together. That's Watch the Throne. It's a classic album. It is one of the greatest albums of the 2010s, if not the greatest album of the 2010s. Let's move on from that, though, because we're listening to artists. And I'm and I'm very specific with my words because I'm not saying hip hop artists, because when they do these specific um, endeavors, they are not representing hip hop. They are representing themselves. They're representing their best interests. They're not representing their fan base. They are they're putting song after 18 songs. And we know what that what that is. That's streaming, right? 18 songs. And in the specific nature of this album, the voice of the heroes. How many songs do you think it is appropriate if you have the same sound per song? Let me rephrase that just in case you don't understand it. If you're going to have 18 songs on an album, here's a reference. To Pimp a Butterfly was 16 songs, and it was a concept album. That means that there was a meaning behind the album that was generated and curated throughout the album. There was a message that would have an ending at the end of that album. If you're going to have 18 songs on an album... How are you going to quality control it to the point where every song matters on the album if all of your songs sound the same anyway? This is not me dissing them because people like them and they deserve to make money, right? They deserve to make money, but this is not about money. This is about hip hop. We're talking about hip hop. Like, and I'm not saying, and I'm done. You know what? I'm done with the, I'm done with the random disclaimers. Cause, cause that's, you know what? Eat it like, like your plate. I'm, I'm putting this food on your plate. Now eat it. Cause you put, you put this, you gave me the lunch meat. Lunch lady, you put the lunch meat on my tray, and I could choose to throw it out. I don't have to eat the, your school lunch. That's what this was. This was school lunch. Lil Baby and Lil Dirk are high-end rappers. They have filet mignon money, right? They have filet mignon checks. They have filet mignon studio quality. They have filet mignon. But they're going to deliver us pot roast meat. Right? They're going to deliver us lunch meat. They're going to deliver us hot dogs. Why? Because it is about the bottom line. These two are hot. They're probably cool. They're probably friends, right? They're hot right now. There is money to be made together with touring possibly opening. Although I don't think they're going to tour this album. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Might not even be considered an album. It could be considered a mixtape. I'm, I'm coming in with a little bit of uh, misinformation right now. Misinformation right now. It's about the bottom line. How can we give you the minimum and receive the maximum? This is not hip hop. This is not hip hop. You're going to give the people... Who hang on to every word that you say the same song back to back to back and listen to the songs. Just listen to the songs and listen to Lil Baby's flow. 
you're not listening to a whole album with the same flow. There, the concepts ranged from whether love, betrayal, my enemies. Uh, I'm sad because I lost my friends. These are and it's and it's real concepts, right? It's real concepts, which goes into what's happening in the world right now. It's real problems delivered in a in a microwave way. So it's hard to debate. It's hard for me to say this shit. This this shit. No, no, no. I almost censored myself. But let's let's talk hip hop. It's hard for myself to say this shit is whack. In fact, this shit is whack as fuck. If you're talking about real problems, if you're talking about real problems, but you're delivering me lunch meat, you're telling me your story. No, you told me your story probably a couple mixtapes ago, and you're delivering the same thing over and over again. And the thing is, they're not counting on people loving this album. They're counting on some of these songs getting on playlists. Because I don't believe that the youth, I don't believe that the people who love these people listen to their full albums like I listened to this full album. I gave them the respect to at least skip it when it was unbearable, to at least skip a song when I knew where it was going. I gave them the benefit of the doubt to skip it. Next time, I will not, if, and see that, and I'm not trying to get too, too foul with it. Next time, I will not be giving them the benefit of the doubt to even press play if I see a track with both of them on it and I know they're going to both come with the same flow. They didn't both come with each other's flow, but the same flow they deliver in their own separate songs, they're going to deliver it. They're going to deliver it together, but this time with 18 tracks and we're calling this hip hop. We're calling this an album and we're calling this good quality music. The quality is there. It's high end. The quality, the sound is crisp. Everything sounds better than this podcast right now. The quality is high end, but it is low level hip hop. High end, low level. Which brings me to the Migos Culture 3. They suffer from the same problems. I'm not going to kill the Migos because they... They, I like the Migos. I like the Migos. They suffer from the same issue to where they're playing the game and adding all a lot of songs because I believe this had 17 tracks. Let me actually give them the benefit of the doubt and look up how many songs they had. I believe it was 17. It is loading right now. And if it never loads, then lucky them. But with the Migos album Culture 3, Oh, man, 19 songs. They had 19 songs. The Drake song, like I said, because Drake will always deliver. But after a while, you cannot talk about the bando on track 19 like you did on track 1 through 18. You cannot talk about the same. There are subjects that you just, like, you have to give us something different, right? You have to give us flavors, right? When you're doing an album, there has to be a cohesion, right? It's not just a playlist. There has to be a reason to, there has to be a reason to call it an album. And sure, they're at a different stage in their careers to where they've been at the top. They stayed at the top. They're not going anywhere. And some people are saying that their time might be up, but I don't believe that. I don't believe they're really going anywhere because they're always one hit away. These guys are always one hit away from from being at the top again, no matter what. I don't think they're an album away anymore, even though culture was that culture. Culture 2 was good. Come on. Come on, let's, let's not front. Some people try to say Culture 2 wasn't that good. Culture 2 was good. <clears throat> but they're not an album away anymore. They already gave us that. They're always a hit away from being at the top of the heap. But, so they're in a different situation than Lil Dirk and Lil Baby. And also, yeah, their endeavors were different. Their endeavors were different on this one. But listen, when I say high-end, low-level hip-hop, it doesn't even have to do with the songs that were that were delivered, like how many songs were delivered, because an example for me would be the Yay album. 
Kanye West. Yay. This was when you compare Kanye albums to each other. When you compare a Kanye album to a Kanye album. Yay is probably his lowest level of hip hop that he had ever reached, that he has ever reached. This is probably his worst album. I'm going to say that now because people say Yeezus. Yeezus was high-end, high-level hip-hop. This is high-end, high-level art, period. Art, music, period. Because of the because he did not cheap out on anything. He didn't cheap out. He gave us a new thing. And, and Kanye was always known for giving us a new look every album, a new yay every album. So when you got that new yay album, you knew it was high-end you knew it was going to be high end. You knew it was going to be high end and you knew it was going to be high level. It all just came down to how did you feel about it? And you had to live with it to to really recognize if you liked it like you think you liked it or like or if you disliked it as much as you thought you like disliked it the first listen. Because that's that's how art is. You have to stare at it to let it grow on you. You have to live with it to let it grow on you. But when people are delivering things that it could not grow if you watered it, <laughs> it could not grow if you fed it like it could not grow if it ate its own. If it ate spinach, bro, it could not like, bro, it could not grow if you gave it steroids, human HGH, human growth hormone. It could not grow on you if it was programmed in your mind for it to grow on you. When people are delivering things like this, my God, <laughs> my God. So I, I think that's enough with the hip hop because I, I don't want to sound like like I'm gatekeeping because if you like if you like little baby, you like little Dirk, that's fine. I think and I think that there's a place for everybody. But let's not lie. Let's not lie about how good people are. Let's not lie about how much we love something we didn't really listen to. I, I, and I need y'all to email youngvforever at gmail.com if y'all really listened to this Voice of the Heroes album at, at its complete. If y'all really listened to the entire album or if you were just saying you love this album because you loved the, the, the songs with the stars next to it on Apple Music. Apple Music does a good job of putting them stars on it. Putting them putting them stars on it. They like to put that smoke in mirrors. They love the playlist. This is how this is how streaming services work though. But everybody I just need to know. I just need to know how everybody's feeling about it too. I, I need I need y'all to uh let me know how y'all feel about it. How about these albums that I'm talking about. Because we're moving on. We gotta talk the Floyd Mayweather Jake Paul fight. I love pro wrestling. I I'm a fan of pro wrestling. We all know this. We all know this about me. And the thing is, I love a spectacle because I love pro wrestling. I know Andre the Giant was at the lowest point in his career health-wise when when Hulk Hogan lifted him up and body slammed him and gave him that leg drop and won. And Andre the Giant had to come in the ring and leave on like a motorized ring because he couldn't walk. I could recognize when there are things that hinder things from being great because how great would this match be if Andre was healthy? If Andre was at the most, at his most healthy. This is not that. This is not pro wrestling. Uh, Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. Actually, I think I said Jake, because Jake is obviously the cooler. No, 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 no. no. Jake, uh, let me let me just rephrase that. Jake is the more popular of the two. Both of them are lame, first of all. They're lames. They're lames. Because if you like trolling people, you're lames. If you're really trolling everybody just to get a check, you're lame. And 
If you disagree with me, obviously you did like Gummo. You probably still listen to Gummo. <laughs> I ain't even going to say the dude name. I, I said his name last time we talked hip-hop. Uh, you probably listen to Gummo and that song with Nicki Minaj he has. And that song with A Boogie he has. Come on, let's be honest. If you disagree with the spectacle argument that I'm having right now, they're lames. They're all lames. But from the moment that Jake Paul took Floyd Mayweather's hat, because let me, let me frame it, there wasn't much interest in this fight. There wasn't much interest at all. They tried to set it up. It got canceled. Um, The speculation was because of lack of interest. They denied it. Obviously, Floyd Mayweather's not going to say that. But they denied it. It wasn't because of lack of interest. But when they set this fight up, Nobody really was interested. This was not hot in the streets. Up until Floyd and Jake Paul had that excursion, I would say, that that infringe, that confrontation that they had because Jake Paul took his hat. Nobody was worried about it. Um, Floyd, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather tried to turn it into a race thing when he said a black man's trying to make money and y'all boo him, but these white boys are doing something, something, and y'all cheer for him. Logan Paul quickly said, why are you making this about race? And Floyd was like, it is about race. It is it's always about race. Which, by the way, I'm not against the idea of racism in America, of course. I, I'm not against, I'm not talking about the and the racial inequalities. I, I'm an ally for the cause. Obviously, we, we in this thing. But Floyd Mayweather is the Lil Wayne. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is Lil Wayne if well, mentally. Uh, I'm not sure which one of them can read better. But Floyd Mayweather politically is Lil Wayne in the sense that they do not care about any issues involving American uh, racial inequality because they are capitalists, of course, meaning that if it doesn't affect their bottom dollar, yeah, they're not worried about it. But also, they're not educated on anything involving these things because, again, uh, it doesn't affect their bottom dollar, so they're not worried about it. And that's fine. But they threw the ringer to make this thing pop off. And up until the hat thing, it didn't really pop off. And then, and, and I'll be honest, I was, I saw the fight. Legally, of course. Legally, of course. I didn't pay for it, but somebody paid for it. You know, somebody paid for it, so we legally saw it. And I'm glad I didn't give him my money. Uh, I saw this fight because I was like, what happens if Floyd loses? Like, what happens if Floyd gets stressed out straight up? Like, what happens if Floyd gets stressed out? Because I'm not, I'm not somebody that goes against Floyd anymore. I, I was against Floyd... With Manny Pacquiao, I think Manny Pacquiao overall is the better boxer of the two. Like, like the more more accolades, even if he's not undefeated, who cares? Uh, as a fight fan, as a fight fan, who cares? Manny Pacquiao is 42 right now, 40, 42, and he is stretching them youngsters out. He's stretching them now. He's doing what he has to do. He's still competitive. He's about to fight Errol Spence, and he is a live dog. He's not likely to win, but you cannot count him out because he was not likely to win against Keith Thurman, and he gave him the hands. Like, he gave him the hands. An undefeated younger fighter. Come on. So we're not going against Manny Pacquiao. And Floyd would never, he would never do what Manny Pacquiao did. Manny Pacquiao is boxing, right? He is what you, he is boxing. Floyd Mayweather is Floyd Money Mayweather. He does not represent boxing. Uh, he is a legend in boxing, but he is not what you call a representative of boxing. Like, because right now we got, we got Tyson Fury, another person who represents boxing. Like, this is boxing. He brought back that heavyweight. Like, him, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz. Like, okay, Andy Ruiz is like is a little lower on the end of that bringing back boxing thing. But he brought back the the, the excitement of heavyweight boxing too, and he beat Anthony Joshua. That's for facts. Um, and that's that cannot be debated right there. But 
Floyd Money Mayweather does not represent boxing because Floyd Money Mayweather always represented himself throughout his career. He represented himself and now is trying to reap the benefits of what he did in boxing to try to represent boxing. We do not we do not claim him. Nobody claims him. People think he is a great. He is a great of his time. He is one of the best of his generation. He is. He is. He is. He is part of the fact that the 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 lower weight classes became more exciting. He is the reason. He is part of the reason. He is part of the reason. There was Diego Corrales. There was Marco Antonio Barrera. There was Juan Manuel Marquez versus Manny Pacquiao. The four times they did it. There obviously Manny Pacquiao. Um, now we have uh, Errol Spence, Keith Thurman. Sean Porter, we have Terrence Crawford, we have Delfimo Lopez, we have Lomachenko, we had the the four kings, but, and that's obviously Roberto Duran, um, Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagler made recipes, and Sugar Ray Leonard. So just in case y'all trying to test test my body right there, my, you, you know my body, you know my body right now, you know my body. Like, you know my body. We come at Teflon, right? It's be forever. When Floyd Mayweather did this fight, they probably thought they were going to sell a whole lot. And they did sell a lot. They did. But let me just tell you the numbers domestically. I don't have international numbers because I'm not really, we're really worried about international numbers. First, I will say Floyd versus um, Conor McGregor did 4.3 million. It sold 4.3 million domestic. Floyd versus Logan Paul. Even in my notes, I have Jake. Like, because Jake is just the one, you know, he's the one out of the two. Even in that, even in that. Sold six hundred thousand to six hundred fifty k. Like this is this is all domestic, and that's all I have to say about it. The hype is running out. Uh, if you saw the fight, we don't even have to go into the fight because all I'm gonna say it was Floyd Money Mayweather cashing a check. Logan Paul really tried, got tired. Floyd Mayweather wasn't going to do more than he had to do, of course. It is an exhibition. He got paid. He doesn't have to give the fans everything he has to give them. And you could tell by how people were cheering after the fight that they weren't really feeling it like that straight up. And I don't think that this will be happening much more often. I don't think we will be seeing Floyd Mayweather doing more and making more than he did this time. The next one. Obviously, they're masters of. He's a master of marketing. Again, mastering, mastering. He put in his hours. He knows how to do it. He is a master of marketing, so he will find a way to make money. But I think we know the professional wrestling of it. That if there are no stakes this time, if this will not affect his record, his next fight will not make as much, even as much as this Logan Paul fight. Because you don't call it a fight. It's an exhibition. The Logan Paul exhibition is the last of him just cashing. Uh, he might cash a check, but he will not get the views that he got the this time around. If there are no stakes, professional record, 50-0 and 0 on the line, we will not be seeing as much, and I will not be tuning in either way, straight up. And, that, that's, and I think we're done with this because that's considered high-end, low-level competition, of course. High-end, low-level entertainment. And that's that. That's that. Because closing this, let's close up. Because I wanted to talk about how my birthday passed, right? Uh, 26 now. So like I said, I ain't, I ain't an old head, right? I'm mature in this. I'm mature in this. I wanted to reflect a bit on it. Cause, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn down the heat because I feel like I've been giving it some heat, right? I'm going to turn it down a bit because I really want to talk about the things that I think I've learned in these 26 years. Because if, if if the youngies are listening, if the youngies are listening right now, 
uh, there's some things that you could learn in it. And at this age, at as you age, everybody, as you age, and this is going to be like, and I have one, two, three lessons, really, in these 26 years that I think that people should really live by. The first one being treat people right, give back, show gratitude. That And that's all in one. That is all in one. Treat people right, give back, and show gratitude. At this age, as you age, you are supposed to be collecting... When I say give back, you are supposed to be collecting the experience that you have suffered through in this life, gone through in this life. The experiences you've gone through should be something that you should express outward to the younger people in your life, the younger people that you know, in order to give them some sort of game in order to give them some knowledge because the younger people here's the way young people see it you're only thinking about yourself when you when you're a teenager first of all when you're younger when you're probably when you're when you're going into that into that age where you're becoming an adult you're only thinking about yourself and how things affect you anyway and you're only and I believe that you should be separating yourself from that as you get older anyway. You're, you're supposed to be separating yourself. You should be looking at the bigger picture more and more because your eyes should be opening wider and wider to the bigger picture the older that you get. You cannot be so narrow-minded for the rest of your life. Straight up. Gray hairs mean you've seen something. Say something. That's Nas, baby. That's God's son. One of God's children, of course. I carry the cross. Like, come on. Like, come on. Let's get it all in perspective for all y'all enjoying the song y'all can step with. Like, come on. Y'all pointing to me to bring rap justice, but I ain't 5 Y'all know it's Nas, yo. Like, come on. Come on. Gray hairs mean you seen something. Say something. That's facts. If you go through something... If you're going through something and you go through things and you see the lesson because your eyes are getting wider to the bigger picture, as you as you go through things, things will be revealed to you. If you are not expressing this outward, if you are not giving back, you have wasted your life. You're wasting your life. You're wasting your time. What what is the point of going through things if you cannot help somebody avoid the things that you went through? What is the point of this? That goes into treat people right. As you get older and as your viewpoint in life becomes less about you and more about the bigger picture, you need to see that the way you treat people is shaping the future. If you have children and if you have youngins that look up to you, it's all the same. Treat people right. Show gratitude. Give thanks for what you have. Give thanks for... To those who have given to you, give thanks. Show gratitude. And all of these three go into treating people right. Give the best of yourself to people. Give the best of yourself. Everybody deserves the best of you. Everybody you know and love deserves the best of you. The second thing I have to say is honor your commitments. That shake of the hand, a deal's a deal. Honor this. That's what uh that is where that what I said in the beginning, what Romeo said to me about mastering your craft. I believe we have a handshake. I believe in the first episode I said I would be the villain. That is a commitment I have to the listeners of this podcast. You have a commitment with people. You have a deal with somebody. You never break this. You never put yourself in a situation where you can't honor something. You never do something to where you're looking untrustworthy because you cannot honor what you say. Your word means nothing. You promise something and you know it means nothing. You promise too much. You promise constantly and it never means anything. 
because your word means nothing. When they say word is bond, the bond cannot be broken. The bond is soldered. Your word is soldered. Two pieces of metal melted together. This bond cannot be broken. Like, when you give somebody your word, this is giving somebody your soul. You're giving somebody your life right now. You're giving some, you're putting it, you are putting it on your mama without saying you're putting it on your mama. When you say you're giving somebody your word, that's how you should treat it. Honor your commitments. You have a contract, you wait till it's up. You you have a, you're going through something bad and the thing you decided, and this could go to the military folk, right? Shout out to them. You go through it. The best way out of something is going through it. And there's exceptions, obviously, every time, right? But I'm just saying, in general, to keep your commitments. The third one, because there's four, actually. I don't know if I said four. The third one is be decisive. Because there's a moment where you have to strike. You're planning things. You're deciding what to plan. And you're executing. But when you execute... That I'm not saying be decisive as in decide. When you are to strike, you are to strike. Be decisive in what you do. Do it with the confidence that you deserve to do things with. When you are decisive with something, you are rolling. You are going in the sense that if it goes wrong, that's on me. I'm going to take it on the chin, but I'm going to do this like I can't be defeated doing it anyway. Be decisive. You make a decision, you follow through on the decision. Go through with it. Have some follow through with your punches. That's a, that's the, you know, that's for the boxer as, you know, if you're throwing hands, you don't just, you don't just jab at people, right? You don't just peck at them, right? You're trying to punch through them. Go through with it. Be decisive, a decisive strike, a critical strike. Um, this goes into everything you do. And the last thing is, and this is the most important thing or the second most important thing to me, although the, actually this is the first, this is the first and most important thing to me because this has followed me throughout my life. This has been possibly one of the things throughout my life that I've lived by that, I, that, that has carried me. These are the wings that have carried me. These are the shoulders that I've stood on. These are the tenets that I've followed throughout my life. These are, this is everything. I would not be if I did not follow these tenets because it goes into everything else. It is searching for wisdom, the search and the love of wisdom. This is the search and the love of wisdom. There are people, there are people who are under the impression of, if you didn't do it, you can't tell me how to do it. If you didn't do it, you can't tell me how to do it. This is not the search of wisdom. When you are searching for wisdom, you find, <laughs> you. <laughs> let me be honest with you, you're finding, you're milking, you are juicing every word, every wise word, every piece of advice people tell you and trying to apply it to you, to any situation. When you are searching for wisdom, we're not talking about how you go tell me how to make money if you ain't never made this much money. Like, no, 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 no. The words that are given to you can be applied to your situation directly. The search of wisdom also goes into treating people right because wisdom can come from everybody. Anybody can give it to you. It could come from a child. It can come from a child. A child can tell you something not knowing that they taught you something. Your your search for wisdom is internalizing words that people don't even know that they're saving you. People don't even know that they're instructing you. People don't even know that you are the pupil in that situation. Even if you are the master of this situation, your pupil doesn't even know that they are teaching you right now because of your search of wisdom, the experience you gain, you are always internalizing this and learning from it different things. What can I learn from this? Ask yourselves, what can I learn from this? Is there nothing to be learned from this? What is the purpose of this life? <laughs> like, what are, what are these things? The search of wisdom. And I believe 
Those are four things that have carried me, right? Decisiveness. To treat people right, to give back to the people in my life, to give gratitude to the people in my life, to give gratitude to 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 my God, to give gratitude to for everything I have. These are the tenets. To search wisdom, to be decisive, to honor my commitments. This all goes into the same thing. As as you grow as a person, you're looking to grow as a person. You're not just looking to grow old, right? You're, you're looking to learn things so that you can give things. Like we're as humans, we only got this far because people decided to teach this far. We only learned we only learned electricity because people led the foundation years by and left books behind on concepts. We only learned how to do certain things certain ways because people over generations laid down concepts of things and we got things and we got this far. We've gotten this far as a human race because people lifetimes have been lived to lay the foundation of what we're living now. We only got this far because of each other. If you're living your life for you, after a certain age, you don't see the bigger picture. And I'd rather be dead than not search for wisdom. I'd rather be dead than think that I've lived, I know everything there is to life. You'll never know. There's concepts that the human mind cannot understand that we can only theorize. That's straight up. But I think that's where we're at. I gave y'all 30 minutes. I gave y'all 30 minutes. We're going to end it right here. We're going to end it right here, and I'm going to give y'all a Saturday episode, too. But this was V Forever. Follow me on Young V Forever on Twitter, youngvforever at gmail.com. Email me that. Give me that feedback. Also, follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. Give me five stars and tell me how you really feel. I'm going to give y'all a shout-out. Let's talk on Instagram, Young V Forever Network. And on YouTube, V Forever. There will be content coming. We're coming with things. We're coming with things. We're coming up with things. But thank you for listening to this episode for real from the bottom of my heart because we had to come out the trunk with it. I had to give I had to give you something and I had to prove to myself and I had to honor my commitment that I will be a master of this craft. I had to honor this. So thank y'all for listening to this episode. It's V. It's your boy. This was V Forever. And we out. Peace. Forever.